Shaughnessy? Hey. Hey, it's Josh. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Uh, you're live. You're on uh, Sippin' Tea with Josh. Pleasure to have you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, something you're familiar with, um, and that's the topic of uh, religion and being in a ministry. Uh, mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to uh, speak on, you know, like what got you into it and I guess how did you get started and whatnot. Well, for me, I didn't like grow up in it. So it wasn't something that like I went to church every single Sunday or anything like that. I just had a grandmother, like a lot of people who would take me with her when she went, when I spent the night. And I guess her doing that for me always gave me a belief in Jesus and God but it wasn't until I was like 20, 21 that I really started building my own relationship with God with Jesus, with Christ and um, that kind of happened after me bumping my head so many times in life that I was like okay, I really need to grow this relationship and not be, let it be a one way street not let it be something that I only call on him when I need something or only thank him when I'm having a good day, I wanted to build upon that relationship. So that's kind of how I got started in my relationship with God. Now, was there was there a dark moment? Like, did you uh, did you have something that maybe dark happened? Like you were partying a lot or something like that, and that's what kind of brought you to it, to where you wanted to take that different path? Or... I was it just because it was instilled on you in the first place that you finally came to it? No, it definitely... Okay, well, for one, I wasn't, like, the most extreme party or anything. And at the time, I was in college. So, of course, you know, in college, you have a lot of options on how you want to have fun, where you want to have it. And it can get extreme if you let it. But I was more in the medium crowd as far as, like, my level but it wasn't that it was one huge moment. It was more of, like, an accumulation of my choices. So, you know, if you have good put in you and you have kind of like an internal compass that lets you know, like, this is wrong or I shouldn't be doing this, and if you ignore it so many times, there's going to be some type of breakdown or, like, overflow that happens in you. And I believe that's kind of what happened to me during my life at the time. So... I graduated from uh, my school, and I just felt like it was it for me. You know, the world has told me once I get a degree, once I get my education, that, you know, things would be great for me. And right. that was the complete opposite. So that's when I think everything kind of just collapsed for me around that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's normal. I mean, how many people do you know that are going to college and you leave high school and they tell you to get a four-year degree you go you spend all this money all this time and most of the time I mean what we're 16 17 choosing a career path you get out in the field I mean for me I I wanted to be a broadcaster once I found out that they were offering me $17,000 and a salary for the first two years I found out I had moved super far I realized that this wasn't my passion and I had wasted four years of my life, you know, building myself up to be somebody 
And I wanted to tell my parents, I wanted to tell my support system, like, hey, this is not what I wanted. I want to do, but I was too afraid to do it. And so I just felt an overwhelming amount of emotions. I was back in my childhood bedroom. And, you know, prior to that, I had been traveling all over the world doing tons of internships. And then here I am back at square one. And so that was just one of the many things that was happening to me. I had to get a job waitressing to make money. And I just, it was an accumulation of lifestyle changes and just things that wouldn't fit anymore. So going out to me wasn't fun anymore. Um, Drinking to me was not fun anymore. I wish that it was fun because it probably could have helped me. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Feel better for like a minute. I mean, I Mm -hmm. used to, you know, drink. I used to smoke weed. And those were things that helped me like to cope with my, my emotions and my feelings. But I feel like God kind of like even kind of took my desire to want to do those things they weren't fun to me I remember one birthday uh, I think it was my 22nd birthday I got super drunk the room was spinning I I think I might have had alcohol poisoning I'm not sure but at that moment I'm like wow this is not it for me this is not it and I remember I was like going to church trying to figure it out going to church trying to figure it out and after that birthday party I went to church I had the biggest hangover and I remember hearing like the pastor talking I'm like oh my god I never want to be in church hungover pretending to be in two different worlds I want to choose one side or the other and I'm like you know what I'm not a fake person I'm not fake so I'm not going to be fake with God like if he wants all of me then I'm going to give him my all like at least I can say I did it his way one time if it doesn't work out then I'll go back but it worked out for me. I never had to go back. And so, I mean, that one time trying him is is the best decision that I ever made. Yeah. Now, my, my personal thing is, like, I think that I feel like, anyway, that religion is kind of uh, man-made and being spiritual is a whole different thing. Like, being <laughs> spiritual is in touch with God because... I feel like there is this higher power, there is God, but I think that every human has a misconception of how it actually is because it is so powerful, it's God. Like, we're just puny human. We can't understand, you know? So, Mm -hmm. uh, my question to you is, uh, would you say that you are more religious or that you're more spiritual? So, I'm for sure spiritual. And when I say that I'm spiritual, a lot of people and you know now are getting really engulfed in the saying about like the universe and touch with the universe and I'm sure that whoever is listening might want to argue with me about this but when I tell you I do not argue about my faith I just don't because it's a personal choice right but I I'm spiritual which means that I have a spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ which means that I'm not so caught up in how long my skirt should be, how my hair should look, you know, what seat I sit in when I come to church. I don't I don't get caught up in religion that's used to control people. I don't I don't care about that. I don't believe that exactly. God is God, God is about business. God is very much like us. And so just like I said, I didn't have time to be fake with him. He doesn't have time to be fake with us. He doesn't care what you wear, what you look like. He doesn't care 
about any of those things. He cares about your heart, what you're doing to work towards him, and what you're doing to help other people work towards him. Because the crazy thing is, once you get it, and once God shows you him and reveals himself to you, then you can help other people to, you know, to catch on. It's it's literally like a wildfire. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of being a Christian. It's the whole point of having a spiritual life is that you're contagious and it, and it catches on to the people around you and so the darkness that was in their life the light catches on and they're illuminated and then they illuminate the next person and so that's what drew me in to you know just loving Christ because that's his, that's his ultimate plan for all of us to know him and to come into the fullness of who he is so we should all not we shouldn't be experiencing sickness in our body we shouldn't be experiencing low self-esteem you know depression doubt thoughts of suicide we should be prosperous in everything that we do so we have an inheritance from him you know it's like he's like the prince like he's the prince and god is the king and so we are in that family, and so we're royalty as well. So, of course, if you live in a palace and you're royalty, then there's some things that he's promised you that you'll have. And so we're meant to have these riches and have all of these things, not in heaven, which we will have, but here on earth. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get every single thing that he has for me here on earth and help other people get it, too. So true. That is that is well spoken. <laughs> Seriously, that you are you are very um, you're very strong. You're a strong woman, um, you know, and that's that's powerful. That message right there. Um, I think that uh, I think that without a doubt, I think that uh, we are meant to. And sometimes people who are following the path of being righteous or whatever they feel like oh i shouldn't have nice things or that that doesn't say this or that doesn't say that and i don't i don't think that you know even the bible if you take the bible for instance the acronym for that to me is basic instructions before leaving earth you know so it's like uh those are just instructions you know on like how to live like a righteous decent human being and you see all the crazies out here when you walk down the street, you know. Exactly. So someone exactly. needs someone needs some kind of guidance or some kind of instructions on how to do it, you know. Um, especially when before, if we go back way before when we could even communicate with each other properly. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, I think that's I think that's very true what you're saying. And um, so, but my thought is that. It is, as time goes on, it is becoming a more godless world. You know, even even though there are those people, it's like being being uh, dark is like the new cool these days. It is. You know, and it's like, so how do you, how do you, um, how do you battle these things? How do you go on and still, I mean, I know you just stay in your own zone, do your own thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and no one probably breaks that. But uh, I guess I'm saying, how would you help someone else who might find it difficult to be battling these things? Um, How do you counteract that? Well, okay, so... One misconception that people have is they think that once they start their relationship with Christ, that 
everything is going to be easy. I personally thought that when I was going to start it, I thought that I would walk into the church, I'd be walking on clouds, everything would go my way. I just thought that, okay, once I do this thing right, like, everything is going to turn for me. And the thing is, it doesn't, because God's word says that many are the affliction of the righteous, which means a lot of bad stuff is going to happen to good people, because God wants to make us strong. And just as much as you said, I'm, I'm a strong woman, I promise you that it took so much work to get here. And I don't always see myself as strong. I don't always see myself as others see me. And so, yes, you know, I'm building my relationship with God. But, yes, I also have days that are dark, days I don't feel like motivating, days I don't feel like talking to other people. But what I realized is once you follow Christ, you have to be just like him. You have to sacrifice yourself and your choices and do it for the good of others and so if sometimes I might see someone sitting and I'm like man I really don't feel like talking to this person like I just wanted to come here and be by myself but there's something in me which I believe is the Holy Spirit telling me to speak to this person as soon as I open my mouth the light it just turns on and we're talking and we'll talk about God and we'll talk about how good the day is and on those days when I open my mouth it not only turned my day around but it turned their day around and so yes we live in a world that is dark because there's not enough people willing to do the work if whoever told themselves that being a Christian is easy or it's for weak people being a Christian is the hardest thing that I have ever done. Please don't think that I don't ever want to drink or roll up a blunt or go to, you know, go and do whatever I want to do. Yes, there are days that I want to do that, but I tell myself no because I'm choosing to do something that's more long-term. And I think that's why the world is so dark. It's because people are choosing themselves over God. And if you choose to do things your way, you're going to continue to get those same results. Yes, it'll feel good for a minute. Yes, it'll be fun for a second. But at the end of the day, you're facing that same darkness that's in you, that's always been in you, and it won't leave until you do that work. And so, you know, there was a time when I was going in God that I even had thoughts of suicide. And for some people, it's taboo to talk about suicide because you're deemed crazy. But I wasn't crazy. There was nothing wrong with me. What it was was I was being attacked. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the fight that we have on earth, whether whatever you believe in, it's good and evil. Every story that we've heard, cartoon that we watched, is a good character and a bad character. And in this world, there's a good character, there's a bad character, and that bad character will follow you. He will give you ideas and suggestions. He'll tell you you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not strong enough. You know, you don't have, your family has always been poor, you'll always be poor. You know, you've always been dumb. You'll never be able to do it. He'll tell you all of these things until you believe it, until you start to look like it. And that's how we get these people who want to, you know, put tattoos all over themselves, wear dark clothes. They want to be in the darkness because when you're in the darkness, it's hard for the light to grab hold of you. And so that's the sad thing about you know, what we see around us. It's, the darkness is becoming more apparent. But trust me, there are people like myself who are out there, you know, trying to help others. And so it's about finding the light within you. And that's how I 
try to help others and try to inspire other people because let's just be real. Every day is a fight for each of us. We're all going through something, whether we talk about it or not. Oh, most we definitely. All come from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we all I agree. Come from, <laughs> from families that have craziness. I mean, we may not sit and talk about it with one another, mm-hmm. but we all know about a crazy uncle, a crazy aunt. We all have a crazy cousin or some type of drama or some type of generational thing that's in our family. Right. And until we... Until we come to God and say, look, I know there's nothing good in me. I make bad decisions. I have bad thoughts. If it was up to me, this is how I would be. But I don't want to be like this. I want to be who you've called me to be. And I know that there's more to my life because I wouldn't desire it if there wasn't. So you put the desire in me. Now, please tell me how to get there. I don't know how to get there, God. Teach me how to get there. And once you start talking to him like that, like, don't try to come to him like, oh, art thou God is the highest among, like, I don't even know what that means. I'm not going <laughs> to talk to God like that. I'm not going to front like, right. that's how, how I, you know, talk to God because I don't. I come to God like, look. I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help. Like, I messed up. Like, you know, today I yelled at somebody or I got impatient at the grocery store or somebody was getting on my nerves or I hung up on my mom. Like, God, help me. I don't want to be that way. After I do it, I'm like, why did I do that? I need you to help me because there's nothing good in me if I make my choices based off of me. And so that's why it's so important to, as soon as you wake up, instead of getting on just talk to God. Just say, thank you for waking me up. Just order my steps, God. Whatever you want me to do today, make sure I don't miss it. Those small things help you to turn your life around. It don't. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be deep. I think that's why religion is so unattractive because they try to be deeper than they have to be. God is simple. He loves us and all he does is wants to hear our voice every day. And if you do that, then like you're already on a roll. Oh, definitely, definitely. And the thing is, is, um, you know, it is kind of looked upon, it's scoffed at, like, highly. Like, some people, when you say, mm-hmm. even say the word God, or you say Jesus, or you say Christ, it's, like, offensive. It's almost like, like, to some, you know those people I'm talking about, like, some, some people you say that to, it's like a swear word, you know, <laughs> or, or that you just did something completely heinous, you know? And mm-hmm. so my question, my next question to you is, how do you pitch it to that person? Like, not like you're trying to conform them and make them like, hey, you should be holy or you should be righteous or because really no one should tell anyone what to do. Like only, you know, where you should be in life and like how, you know, I mean, there's ways to guide yourself or, you know, get direction. Um, but how do you at least inspire that you know, it's not all bad as you think, I guess. So, well, for a person that I don't know, it's much harder. For sure. But for people that I do know, like, I have family members who see me doing what I'm doing. And I I actually have kind of stopped inviting people to church formally. I just kind of, like, just live my life in front of them. And you'll be surprised at how many people call me when they need prayer or ask me a question. Um, one thing is I chose to be celibate uh, four years ago. I just got married in June, so... Oh, congratulations. 
What'd you say? Congratulations. That's incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, from, from the time that I decided to be celibate, me and my um, boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, we decided we're going to do this together. And so, I lost friends. I have friends who laughed at me because of it. But I tell you that the same people who laughed at me, the same people who uh, raised their eyebrow up at me, are the same people today who've seen my marriage who've seen my relationship, they ask me, how did I do it? And so one thing that I do is I live my life consistently in front of people. And I'm not fake. I'm not a fake Christian. You won't see me out one night and then see me in church the other night. I can't afford to do that because I will lose your trust and belief in me. And the crazy thing is people who love God will look at other people who are doing the work in God and say, but just look and wait for you to mess up. And they'll say to themselves, see, that's why I don't go to church. See, that's why I don't do that, because they're fake, because I knew that they would do that. But the crazy thing is they're doing this on a regular day basis, so I don't have time to give people any doubt towards God, so I take the burden of living my life as best as I can. And when I see people on the street that I don't know, um, so one guy that I met, I was coming off of, I was on campus, this was like a few months ago. I was on campus doing something, um, and I came out of a store, and I seen a young man. He had tattoos on his hands, on his face. Um, just somebody I necessarily wouldn't really just stop and talk to. Sure. He was smoking a cigarette. I never liked cigarettes. I hate when people smoke. But I walked past him. And just something inside me was like, go back and talk to him. And I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like getting about to be late. And I'm like, okay, I'll go talk to him. So I went back and I talked to him. And I just asked him how his day was going. I said, how's your day? And he talked to me about his day. He said he was nervous. He had a final to take. I said, okay. Well, we started talking about the final. He told me about how he was afraid. I'm like, well, what are you afraid of? And then I told him, like, there's no failure in God. So you have no reason to be afraid. I said, did you put the work in? Well, do you believe in God? And he said, yeah, well, kind of, I'm kind of on the fence. And he was one of the people that you were talking about that had like a darkness on them. And I was like, you know, well, if you don't, if you don't know what, you know, how to feel or what to believe, then let me tell you this. And so I told him my story and that's the best way to give somebody Christ is to tell them your story because The Bible is a great tool to help you to grow and to learn and and gain wisdom. But for somebody who doesn't know that yet, it's best to come to them with your story, your reason why. Because it's just more personal. And so me and the guy, we prayed together in front of this store, which was very odd. But he wanted me to pray for him. And as I looked down on his hands... He had tattoos on there that said the devil on his hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. He had he had balls on his on his knuckles. And it's crazy because when I got to my car, I was like thanking God, like, you know, thank you for that because if it was up to me, I would have walked right past this guy. I would have judged him based on how he looked, looked at his hands and said, Oh, there's no way he could even want to hear what I have to say about God. But that was all a facade for him. He had all this stuff, all these markings all over his body, but it wasn't how he felt inside. And so we have a lot of people out here pretending that they like the dark, that they like, you know, living these demonic, dark lives. 
but they're in torment. They're tortured. They don't know. They're just trying to follow a trend. And so if you just speak to them about just the goodness of your day and how God blessed you in the day, it can turn somebody's day around. Like my pastors always say, if you're in the grocery store and you see someone, if you feel like it, say like, wow, how's your day? I'm just happy I'm able to buy groceries. I'm just happy. And you may sound crazy at first, but it will it will lighten somebody up and they might respond back to you like, you know what, you are right. I am thankful that I'm able to buy groceries. I am thankful that I was able to drive a car here. I was able to pay for my food. And it just helps to uplift people. And so that's that's the the way that I get to people and no I don't do this on an everyday basis, which I would love sure. to do. But sometimes I get scared, sometimes I don't feel like it. And you know, I mean that's a part of being human. But when you do feel it, do it. If you don't feel it, don't force it. Because there's been times that I tried to and got played. So if you don't feel it, don't do it. But I mean, yeah, I think I think that um, I think on that note that um, a lot of people are unapproachable. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that you can even do that is incredible. Because I was just talking to somebody about that the other day, like. Uh, they were like, you know, where do you get your, uh, how do you meet people? What do you do? This and that. And I was like, honestly, man, I just, I just talk to people. You know, I'm not, I'm not scared. I don't care your status. I don't care what you do. Like, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just like that. And, um, it blows me away that a lot of people, um, they aren't, you know, they're not, they won't just go up to anybody. So for you to go up to them and even talk about God, that's that's even more incredible. So, yeah, for Thank sure. Um, I'll say this one last thing, and then uh, we probably got to close. I know you got to get going. Um, any advice for the person who is kind of on the fence, and you know, maybe they're they could be in their twenties or their thirties or forties, and they're still on the fence but they're going through a lot of hardships and they feel that they want to believe but they haven't followed that their whole lives you know so what and and just to clarify so all my viewers and everybody knows i like i said i'm i'm spiritual i'm not religious i don't go to church uh but i i do i do believe and i and i will talk about god and i i don't mind talking about it you know, um, but what do you what do you say to that person? What do you say to that person that is kind of on the fence? They kind of want to like they want something to help them. You know, they don't <laughs> they don't know if it's God. They don't know if it's their ma. They don't know if it's their spouse, their their brother, sister, whatever. But they know that something greater than them has to help them. And you know that it's God. So what would you say to them to encourage them? Well, just like you said, I can only speak from my personal experiences, and I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have any other experience but Jesus. Right. And it's kind of tough um, to say, like, this is what you should do, but it's what believe in. And I'm sorry, I'm having a connection issue. But oh, it's fine. what I believe in. And so I believe that Jesus is the truth and he's the light, he's the way. And so you use God, you talk to God through Jesus. So once you let him in, 
the possibilities are endless. And just like I said, I was at a really low place. I was dealing with battles in my mind. I felt like I wanted to do right. I didn't know how to. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to get there. All I knew was one name. I knew Jesus. I was given Jesus when I was younger, and and he stuck with me this entire time. All I can say is there's never a time where it's too late. He's waiting for you. He's Mm. always been waiting for you. He just wants you to open your mouth and talk to him. It doesn't have to be like a long-winded conversation. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. All you have to do is say, I'm here. You know, I want to know more. Show me more. All you have to do is believe that he died for you. You have to believe that, you know, he is alive and he is here for you. And when you believe those things, like the possibilities are completely endless. For me, I went from being lost and confused about who I was, what I wanted to do, the choices in my life. I didn't have parents who were taking me to church. I didn't have, you know, family members who were, you know, teaching me biblical principles or anything. All I did was have a burning desire. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it was there. But chasing that desire is what has gotten me to where I am. And now I'm a young woman who is able to help other people to fulfill themselves in Christ. I have an amazing husband who I have helped get to a greater place in, you know, his walk with God. I have amazing spiritual parents who, you know, minister to my soul who helped me to prosper in business and in life. And so I have come into a whole nother dimension in my life just by asking Christ to come into my life. And so you can't lose. There's no time that's wrong to do it. You can come to him at any time, any place, any state of life. He forgives you for all sins. He forgives you for any mistakes that you made. Don't ever let your doubt or your fear or your insecurity about the choices that you made keep you from coming to him and don't ever think that you have to feel a certain way or you have to you know have a certain supernatural experience just to feel him he's always there so just open your mouth and talk to him and I promise you you can bet on it that it will be life changing I love it I love it thank you so much Shaughnessy that was fantastic and uh (laughs) It's, uh, it's a pleasure having you on uh, on my show, and anytime you're welcome back, um, we can we can even do a part two if you want. That'd be fantastic. I would love that. All right. Well, hey, you take care. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Bye bye.